everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. <gasps> Melissa, have you heard about the restaurant on the moon? No. It's got great food. Yeah. But no atmosphere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but um boom. You're here till Thursday. <laughs> Try the veal. Oh, totally. Dad joke. Uh, you know what you should never do? Never date a tennis player. <laughs> Why? Because love ne means nothing to them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I've got a whole list. No, this, no, no. We're good. Yep. Are you sure? <laughs> Just one more. Okay, fine. Okay. A Zen student asked his master, is it okay to use email? Yes, replied the master but with no attachments. <laughs> okay, that one is very Okay, that funny. one got you? Like the Buddhist <laughs> joke got you? Okay. Well, I just feel like that's the, you know, the cookies are on the second <laughs> shelf at least, not just sitting on, on that the floor. One. Okay. <laughs> well, today I want to talk about humor. I want to talk about, about how humor and self-awareness might intermingle with oh, each other. Oh, I love it. I love <laughs> it. And after the week I've had, it's a great topic. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel sad that I didn't have a bunch of jokes because, you know, I have a number of incredibly bad jokes that I think are hilarious. And in this moment, <laughs> I can't think of one. No, of course. Darn that's it. how that's how that's how dad jokes work. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just before we ho hopped on, we were kind of chatting about about humor and and some of the different aspects. Of yeah, it, right. right? Mm -hmm. Like, like obviously, I think everyone just generally likes to laugh. Yes, right? we yes. like using humor. We like making each other laugh. We like it feels making good ourselves to, yeah, laugh. Yeah, right? it feels good to be happy and laugh. Yeah, right. It's like a sign of happiness. Right. So, like, I wonder why. Like laughing and telling jokes and joking around makes us happy. What do yeah, you think? I don't know. I don't know, but it it does. <laughs> well, sometimes, usually, usually, usually. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels good. It's like an emotional release, sort of. You know, like you get to laugh and you just feel like this body weight lifting. Even if you're, you know, just it just feels good. It feels buoyant. Yeah. Right. Um. It also feels like it. It's like a great way to connect with other people. It's like a good connector mm -hmm. thing, right? When people, mm -hmm. the, when there's like a joke, I mean, it, certainly, especially like a little inside joke between a couple of people. Yeah, right. Right. It's like yeah. kind of like, you know, this secret little funny thing and you all share it together. It's right. a real like bonding experience. Right, right. And a lasting experience. Like it can be something that bonds you together for years. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, remember yeah. that time? Remember that thing that happened in high school? Yeah, and exactly. It just, you know, 30 yeah. years later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think, too, there's a lot of benefit to um, laughing and humor to make someone well, to make someone feel better. Mm. Like, it's a really big part of healing. Mm -hmm. You know, if people suffer physical or mental things, um, 
humor and laughing in a good-natured way can be very healing for the human psyche. For sure. Like even actually probably one of our very first parenting instincts mm. is when our kids are sad or hurt is to try to make them laugh. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. Tickle them or do something to distract them with laughing. To totally. Right. Yeah. It doesn't work very well with adults, though. You can actually get put in prison <laughs> do, if you reach over to somebody. Do not try to tickle <laughs> your coworkers. <laughs> oh, you didn't make your sales numbers this month? Oh, tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> That's not weird at all. Not at all. <laughs> oh. So, and like so many, I mean, obviously comedy comedians like right. the whole genre of yeah of comedic movies and mm -hmm. sitcoms and all <laughs> right. that right we kind of like seek out right um laughter and and that right yeah yeah and and you know in in um in just in my life i absolutely love laughing i i think i like laughing more than a lot of people i know i enjoy making jokes i i like that you know Mm -hmm. I just am constantly looking for things that are kind of humorous. And even in my coaching, I use humor a lot in my coaching. Okay. A lot in my coaching. So let's talk specifically about how you would use humor in a situation like that. Because when I, mm. when I think about your coaching, yeah, right? I mean, this is high-end professional mm -hmm. level coaching. Yep. The topics... I assume I don't sit in your coaching calls, but right. like can are can be pretty serious. I mean, yeah, right. These are people running very large organizations, making yeah. very important decisions that affect hundreds and thousands of people all the time, right? Yeah. And millions yeah. and millions of dollars. So, um, how does how does joking around play into that scenario? Yeah, you know, and I think uh, it's such a good question. I think that the key is. When we sit in our own heads and tell ourselves a story of what's happening, or we feel the weight of having to make heavy decisions, or we feel the weight of making a shift in something that we know is going to be unpopular, it's scary. You know, we start to get really mm -hmm. heavy about that. It feels really stressful. And a lot of the times when I'm having those kinds of conversations, if I can help someone be slightly disarmed, mm. if I can help them not be quite so serious, then they stay more open. And when you stay more open, you stay more flexible. And when you stay more flexible, you see more opportunity. So it really is you, I use humor a lot and, and in a very loving way, you know, there's different mm -hmm. kinds of humor, which we should talk about. There's, we've been talking about all the fun, positive stuff. There are some situations in which humor can be negative, right? And that is not necessarily what we would want to do. So I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about sarcasm. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about... We'll get in that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll get in that in a <laughs> bit. But but what I, I was going to say is just being able to disarm someone with not taking themselves or the situation mm -hmm. quite as seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I like using humor as a disarming yes technique yeah right? and you do that a lot you do that a lot <laughs> yeah you do yeah, I know. well <laughs> right i part of me like when i think about that that disarming technique um what it makes me think of is like uh my defense mechanism mm -hmm. as like a middle school kid was that right like 
I wasn't like strong or popular. Mm. I was like the nerdy kid. So I was able to sort of like use humor as a way to like skate my way through the, uh-huh. you know, the like, rat's nest, the, the, ma- the, the mouse rapids maze of yeah, <laughs> middle school and high school. Um, that's so that means I'm good at it. <laughs> okay, okay, I heard that. Okay, I'm I'm validating you. I bet you were so good at it. <laughs> but using using humor to disarm, we try to. I mean, we do that all the time. We do. I, I see. I see people doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it. And it works well. And you said it makes the other person more open. Yeah, if, if right? it's done properly, right? I mean, there needs to be a level mm-hmm. of self-awareness and um, emotional intelligence. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously in that in the, in this space, right, where we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting when we get too much in our heads, we we really do start on this path where it's like everything starts becoming super serious. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then everything just it gets tighter and tighter and tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start, you know, a lot of times, like, don't make good decisions in that state, or you're, or you don't see very, at least you don't see very clearly in right. that closed state, right? Yeah, exactly. So, using using something to open you up to see more clearly, and like a tool like humor is a great is a great way to do it. I remember one time my daughter was in like second grade and she was very, and she still is extremely artistic and she is a, can be a bit of a perfectionist and she had to make a poster for something. And, you know, this was the, this is the day and age where a lot of parents make posters for their kids. And, and I wasn't going to do that because she was way more (laughs) artistic than me. And she was like, (laughs) like helicopter parents are making the posters for their kids. That happens all the time, right? That's another whole topic. We'll save that. (laughs) But I remember specifically, she was really in a snit because the poster did not turn out like she had envisioned it. And she was mm-hmm. really, really upset. And um, and she had misspelled the word nose, N-O-S-E. Mm-hmm. And she was so mad about this poster. And I looked at it and then I looked at her and I, I felt my eyes getting kind of big because I was like, I don't know if she sees that misspelling. She's going <laughs> to lose it, right? And I, I just read, I looked at it and I looked at her and I said, and she wasn't in the mood for any jokes. And we were running right. out to the, to the bus. And I just said, well, can I just give you a little tap on your noes <laughs> <laughs> instead of noes? And I was like, okay, that's the closest that I'm going to get to like making a little joke and like seeing yeah. how she is. And she looked at it. And we still sometimes today will make jokes about our noes instead of our nose. <laughs> So, you know, sometimes you can't, even with children, um, be able to disarm them enough to not take things quite so seriously and be quite so yeah. mad. Yeah. <laughs> so in a work context, you know, you're talking about, about coaching, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about trying to get your clients to open up and you're using humor as a tool mm-hmm. to do that. Right. Um, using humor and comedy at work in in like a work environment, I think is really interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. because certainly there's different company cultures, and some are going to be much more serious, and some are going to be a bit more relaxed. But what what's your experience? Like, have you seen business cultures that are very kind of like joking joking around a lot, and and other cultures that are fairly serious, and the and the employees don't joke with each other? 
Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's from the top down. You know, however, hmm. the leaders of the organization are that really informs the rest of the organization what's okay. And those are all unspoken norms. You know, they're not. Oh, yeah. Post, those are not like poster the, norms. Yeah. yeah. It's not like. Yeah. yeah like those you know, aren't on the core values. Like, no, the core values of our company joke around all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Except, you know, it's there. funny. The core values of the authentic leader. One of them is huh. humor. Isn't that funny? Nice. Yeah, and that was, oh my gosh, 15 years ago, maybe even that that was put down. But yeah, I've seen in many cultures, like, um, it's interesting, you know, like, I think we should talk about the different types of humor at work, because I think that we've been talking about like the lighthearted fun ones, but there's also a wide variety of humor in the workplace that actually is not helpful Mm. or productive. So Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I talk a lot with my leaders about in coaching is sarcasm. Mm. So a lot of leaders sort of um, will think that sarcasm makes them look good. You know, sarcasm is an intellectual kind of humor. You know, um, you know, it shows how funny I am. But sarcasm actually is using someone else at someone else's expense to make yourself look better. Mm-hmm. And um, and sarcasm is really, really an uncomfortable thing that has really cutting long term effects. Yeah, it, comedy is an, a very interesting thing like that. Yeah. Because it's it's like right on the edge. Often it's right on the edge yeah. of being yeah. inappropriate. Like a pro, yeah, appropriate and inappropriate. Yeah, and for sure. The artist there kind of like rides that edge. Yeah. You know, someone very skilled rides that, that edge and knows when to not cross that line. Right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and I think too in the workplace, if you if you kind of think you're really, really funny and you're using sarcasm as your tool, I would mm-hmm. just recommend that you maybe don't. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> just don't. Just don't. Don't. That's a, that's a blunt analysis. It's a very blunt analysis, <laughs> but that's one that I've seen such a long term, you know, uh, and even a little bit of sarcasm because it doesn't, it actually isn't a reflection on the person that you are giving a hard time to. It's a reflection on you. Mm. And people don't realize that. They think, oh, I'm making a very specific cutted comment about mm-hmm. Joe Smith. And yeah. everybody's going to see what I see about Joe. But people just look at you and think, wow, that was uncomfortable. That yeah, because a, a lot of times we might actually be using a joke to to put someone else down and put someone make ourselves look better. Yeah. yeah. So, right, that is just more like an ego self-serving Yeah kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Or you use sarcasm to communicate something that you wanted to communicate, but you don't feel comfortable enough communicating in honesty. Yeah. It's like almost like uh, sometimes when I see art, sarcasm used in that way, I, mm-hmm. it, it's more like that person's like afraid. It's mm-hmm. like a, I actually more feel bad for them that they're not able to like yeah. really like express their their true thoughts. Yep. Yep. And that's really, really true. I see that a lot in the workplace, too, when you see people making sort of sarcastic or dismissive comments, you know, to be funny, dismissive, mm-hmm. funny comments, mostly because that person is uncomfortable. You're, yeah, it's, it's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a there's that other part that gets that that gets a kind of humorous response. Yeah. At work that I've seen used where like someone will like take maybe somebody's argument. You yeah. know, if we're, if we're debating someone, someone will take someone's argument. And then like blow it ridiculously out of proportion. Yeah, right. right? It's like, oh, well, that's funny, but yeah, 
you know, but you're you're actually what you're actually trying to do is discredit their right. yeah. argument. So, mm-hmm. so stop doing that because everyone's perspective is valid here, right? Yeah. Like, right. Don't right. use that as a technique to discredit someone else's idea. Right. And you'll see like certain people that are very shy or introverted may use humor as a way of kind of protecting themselves, just like you were talking about when you mm. were younger. Tell me more about that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, <laughs> by the way, everybody, as soon as he said that, he was looking the other direction. So that was like his way of saying, don't tell me anything about this. I'll tell you about it, but I'm too introverted. So you go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but a lot of people too, you know, especially if they're more introverted or they feel anxious about the topic or they don't, they, you know, usually when someone is using kind of cutting humor, it's normally because um, the person feels that they're not enough or they're not going to be good enough or they don't, they're not equipped for the topic or what have you. So a lot of times more quiet people will just kind of throw out like one liners or mm-hmm. zinger. I call them zingers, yeah. right? Yep. It's like they'll throw out a zinger to either get a little attention because that feels good um, or really just in an effort to try to be part of the group without having to expend too much energy and too many words. Yeah. Yep. So when so, you see someone doing that, you know, I always kind of ask myself, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that person is a more introverted person or if that person is oh, working hard to be part of this group right now. That's yeah, how I think about it. That's a great perspective. Like, like as we try to understand other people better, yeah, using that as one of the clues mm-hmm. to what might be happening right. for, for that for that individual. I like that. I'm going to start noticing that. The other the other thing, too, that I think is interesting, and you and I have talked just a little bit about this, but um, it's sort of the self-depreciating, like self-deprecating humor. Self-deprecating, yeah. Yeah. Did I say self-depreciating? We should let's get a t-shirt that says <laughs> You're an that. accountant. That's something different. <laughs> oh, if I'm an accountant, we're in a You're really tired. It's okay. bad place in this world, people. Oh. Um, yeah, yep. self-deprecating humor, right? So we kind of put ourselves down. So we right. put others down. We put ourselves down we, or we paint ourselves in like kind of a foolish light. Yeah, right. To get a laugh. Right. And I think that, you know, if you do like using humor, that's a much safer style. But there's also an edge on that as well, right? It's like, um, you know, sometimes when somebody is very confident about what they're mm-hmm. doing, and they make sort of a self-deprecating comment about their skill set or whatever, it can mm-hmm. be very funny, you know, yep. because the other people are like, oh my gosh, that person is so good at that. Obviously, they're just having a little fun here. And they feel yeah. safe enough in themselves to have fun by saying something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's really fun. That's a then that is a very safe. Yeah. I will, I will say though, there is a little bit of nuance in there because I have seen highly skilled people mm. make self-deprecating comments about their skill mm. but it comes off as arrogant because you're like oh i mean give that's me a break. interesting like, you know what i mean like no you're so good your little joke about how you're bad at this activity is oh interesting you know, is is more like a brag to me oh that's, that's how interesting it comes across ha huh. that's interesting i've never really considered it like that i think like um well, yeah. it happens to me all the time because I'm such a highly skilled individual <laughs> with self-deprecating humor. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, oh, you were? Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, sometimes, too, I think that's when, you know, it, isn't that interesting? So when someone does self-deprecating humor, what makes it 
feel good and what makes it feel bad. So what you're saying is, is if they go too far, they go too far and they're clear, then it makes it look like it's an arrogant statement. Like they're trying to get attention. It's like attention seeking. Whereas, um, the kind of, the kind of self-deprecating humor I was talking about is, okay, so let's say I'm in a conversation with someone and it's a, an emotional topic of some sort, um, where they're feeling vulnerable, Mm -hmm. right? They're having to explain something and they feel very vulnerable and, um, and they could use an example that is very, very open and, and here they are, right? They're just showing, they're just showing everything. They're showing all of their true feelings and, um, and and we start to discuss that and I respond in kind. So I stay in that same level of openness and, mm. and trust with them. But then at some point, once you sort of accomplish that goal, how do you get out of that? How do you get mm-hmm. out of that deeper piece? And that's where I might say something like, wow, well, I am glad that I have never had to, you know, like I can turn yeah, it back to me right. to make yep. the whole situation a little lighter and take the brunt of that Mm-hmm. on purpose and in goodwill so that that person feels that emotional shift like okay Melissa's got my back she's not going to make me stay here she's not uncomfortable right, right? she's not yep. uncomfortable she's comfortable enough with and, me that she can right. even make a joke right now and that makes yeah. me feel better and and in a way like you'll you'll take on a little bit of that embarrassment you'll take yeah. on a little bit of that vulnerability right. you mm-hmm. know you'll take on a, a bit of that for the other person i agree like that kind of self-deprecating humor can be really effective. And it actually can be really effective in a, in a leadership position. Yes, very. Mm-hmm. Um, very. Where it is about trying to support that other person yeah. through, you know, that, through those feelings and that, th- those thoughts that they're having. Yeah. And it does take, I mean, it's like self-awareness is a really big part of that, you know, because it means it means in order to be authentic and to use humor in this way authentically and for the good means that you have to have a level of esteem mm-hmm. in yourself, mm. right? It means that yep. you have to have a level of um, self-worth and trust, self-trust yep. uh, to do that. And that comes off like crazy with other people, right? People can sense when you have that and they yeah. trust that. And yeah. then you wouldn't think that that was an arrogant piece if somebody came from that perspective. Mm-hmm. All right. One more thing about this. Yes. Um, in my notes, I wrote humor as a shield. Mm. I, I bet you come across this quite a bit. Do you, do you ever come across someone who you're actually maybe even trying to get to know them or you're actually trying to maybe get into a a maybe a little bit deeper of a conversation mm-hmm. and they just constantly keep using humor yeah. to deflect anything that any attempt to get into a deeper conversation. Yeah, for sure. I have for sure. Yeah. I have. I remember this one. Um, I remember this one time in particular, it was when I was in sales, I was meeting with an owner of a company and we were going somewhere together because he was going to show me a big data center, a big mm. data room. And um, he was, he was that guy where he just was a very highly analytical guy. He kind of fancied himself sort of apart from everyone else. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was ego or at, or introversion. I don't, I don't really know, but um, I just kept asking him all these questions, like to try to get to know him. Right. Yeah. And so we started talking about cars and I said, Oh, well, what kind of car do you drive? You know, just as we were like making comments about vehicles, cause he had kids, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and he said, sticky. 
What? <laughs> a sticky car? Yeah. Sticky. <laughs> because he had two kids, two little oh, kids or sure. whatever. But yeah. he didn't even want to. And we were we were walking to his car. So it, it wasn't like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just remember that particular conversation because every question uh, I asked, he did that. I know. You're, you're a salesperson. So like at that moment, like your mantra is like comedy is for closers. Like. <laughs> right. Is that a thing? I'm going to go to my sales team. Comedy is for closers. <laughs> um, <laughs> good thing I don't run the sales team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but as a salesperson, part of it is you're trying to develop a relationship. You're yeah, trying to rapport. get to know this person more and get the rapport going, right? Mm -hmm. And he's absolutely blocking it yep. at every turn using this defense mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. I see yeah. that too. I've seen that too. And it is, it is really interesting. Gosh, when you start thinking about how humor is and, you know, we don't have time today, but it would be fun to delve into how family dynamics create humor as mm -hmm. well. You know, I mean, there's a lot of, how many times have you been around friends, families that the family has such a wonderful sort of cultural norm of being lighthearted <laughs> and making fun of things. And, uh -huh. and then how many times have you been in part of a family structure where things are pretty darn serious and it's really, really scary walking on eggshells just to like ask to pass the potatoes, right? <laughs> I have observed this behavior given that I, you know, work with three of the four Elbers. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh no. I feel exposed. <laughs> Just call and do stuff out there. <laughs> what is funny, because, you know, I think, I don't know if everyone knows, but like uh, both your kids work in yep. somewhere in my companies, right? Yep. So yep. Um, I get to come across them not every day, but every so often. And um, they are both so funny. <laughs> I know. They so are. So funny. <laughs> And like Megan in particular has got this very sharp, fast, very like honed in brand of comedy that is I unbelievable. I know she does. I know she and does. And she uses it in this work context at like a, a mastery Yeah. Can skill I use level. A, can I use an example? She's probably going to kill me. She's probably going to kill out. me. She was writing an email to a whole team that she works with. I'm not going to say the team. And it's a weekly report that she has to send out. And she spends a lot of time writing it. And she's 100% convinced no one reads it. Mm -hmm. She's 100% convinced. So her way of dealing with this is to not overtly ask. No. She writes the whole thing <laughs> at the very bottom instead of writing like, Thank you, comma, Megan. She writes, moist regards, Megan. <laughs> Just to see if anyone calls her out on it. And no one like, said no a word. No one said anything. And oh, so no. she nailed them the next morning. She's like, I busted every one of you. No one read that. <laughs> Who signs anything? Moist regards. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, this is a fun conversation. Yeah, you know, obviously, I, I, I love it. It's been... <laughs> uh, we talked a, a lot about work, but I agree that it'd be fun to talk about sort of the norms in in families and how how families use humors and how how you know just individuals like married couples. You know, you'll mm -hmm. I'll see married couples that use humor in a very specific yes. way that works for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, and sometimes I think like. Well, I could never talk to my wife like that, <laughs> right? But they like banter back and forth, whatever. It's fun to watch. So in closing, uh -huh. knock, knock. Who's there? Yoda lady. <laughs> <laughs>
Yoda lady who. <laughs> Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey, and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers. <laughs>